MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, August 28, 2019. Today, Deutsche Bank and Capital One answer to the court. The FEC is hobbled. Epstein's cell video. Uh, a representative from the Cherokee Nation in Congress, a win for abortion rights, and another log cabin Republican resigns. I'm your host, A.G., and with me today is Jaleesa Johnson. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's pretty good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan's yeah. not with us today. Jordan went to Disneyland. She's taking <laughs> Her family's in town. She's taking a self-care day. So uh, we got to come up with another term for self-care because we were told that that's old news. Yeah, well, I guess you can be told things and you don't have to really follow the, their rules. So I do appreciate the Webbies for taking a stance, but I say <laughs> self-care is like timeless, you know? Like, I get it. Maybe not hashtag everything, but yeah, self-care in general never goes out of style. That's it. We just don't put the hashtag in front of it. Exactly. They were they were very particular about using that in the title, so that might have been their angle. Yeah, in memoriam for Why that Why cancel hashtag? self-care? That'd be the weirdest thing to do. It, it would, unless you had already another name for it, like oh. queued up and ready to go, which they But we would have. have heard it by now, probably. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They would have said it. They yeah. Said, Here's your alternate. You make a good point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. If you have any ideas, hit us up. Uh, just head to our Twitter account, at Daily Beans Pod, and let us know... What the new hashtag for self-care should be, because I want to keep caring for the self. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's care of the motherfucking self. As a rule follower, maybe it's just haven't been in the military and haven't been told I can't use that hashtag that anymore. That is honorable, I will say. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know, a little rebel in me. It's just like, man, we'll just take care of ourselves until we die. Yeah, I should be able to do better. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we do have a ton of news today. The news uh, was coming at us really fast on Monday and it didn't stop today. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. Okay, so check this out, Jaleesa. Today in Deutsche Bank news, a couple things went down. First, as we discussed in the main episode this week, a judge gave Deutsche Bank and Capital One until Tuesday. That's today, but tomorrow is Wednesday. If you're listening, uh, the public, this this was yesterday. Uh, until They basically had until 4 p.m. on Tuesday to tell the court if their documents, the ones that the House subpoenaed, included Trump's tax returns. I don't know why, and nobody's talking about this. I did read the transcript of what happened in court uh, on the Lawfare blog, and they had, you know, that it, toward the end, I think it was Justice Hall who asked uh, if there are, if the tax returns are part of this, of this documentation. And they mm-hmm. said, we don't want to say, because we're afraid it's, you know, it violates our client's privacy. And then you know, that's bad for our current clients and this client. And then it could also be bad for future clients because would you want to go, you know, and, and make financial transactions with Deutsche Bank or Capital One if you know that they're just going to hand your shit over to the court or at least say what they have of yours? That's fair or what they don't have. Right. Yeah, yeah, I guess that would be tipping it one way or the other, no matter what they said. Yeah, they just felt like uh, it, it was a bad look. But the judge was like, you can't contract your way out of a court order. I'm a motherfucking judge. <laughs> and said, so you have until Tuesday at 4 p.m. because this was Friday. You have till Tuesday, 4 p.m., close of business uh, to, t- to tell us if these documents that, that you're being subpoenaed for include tax returns 
Uh, and if you don't want to tell us, you have to come up with a really good reason why you're not telling us. Mm. So anyway, Deutsche Bank uh, filed their response um, today, partially redacted, saying that they do have tax re- tax returns related to Trump as part of this subpoena. Uh, but the, specif- the specifics are behind black bars. So, well, white bars. I don't know why they redacted it differently in this particular report. Uh, I tried to do the copy and paste trick and it wouldn't let me. So mm-hmm. they redacted it properly. But we don't know technically if these taxes are for Trump, his organization, his foundation, or his family members. But it's pretty obvious uh, that they are, uh, at least for some or if not all of those. Or, or we d- And we don't know for what years um, they have the tax returns. So we'll have to wait and see if the judge wants Deutsche Bank to make that information public. Uh, Capital One says, nope, we don't have any tax returns. Yeah, so, they don't know what's in their wallet. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they know and it's not in there. So, okay, there you go. Yeah, because if, it, if they were going to not hand it over, they would have had to have a big explanation as to why they didn't. And that wasn't included. So uh, as we said on, on uh, Sunday's episode, of uh, Mueller, she wrote, I think the court is going to rule two to one, at least maybe three to nothing in favor of the Democrats. But as we've discussed, Trump will likely ask for the case to be reheard in front of the full panel of judges or he'll petition SCOTUS, maybe both as a delay tactic, at least. So put some beans on that. Yeah, I love that we're talking about tax law so much like the average people, because tax lawyers must be going berserk right now. Like their stuff is mainstream now. Thanks to Trump. <laughs> Remember when Rachel Maddow had that episode about Trump's tax return? Oh, she, she had the one page. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. hey, I'm with her. I was very giddy about nothing. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like so crazy that now that's what everybody's discussing. Yeah. Wait till we get the tax returns. Ooh, And then Thanksgiving's coming up. Last Thanksgiving was weird. Yeah. This one's going to be even weirder discussing Trump's tax returns at the table or just like <laughs> trying to get it versus your grandmother saying forget it. I don't know. I don't know your grandmother's life. But <laughs> I don't know your grandma. I assume life. she might be. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Everyone's <laughs> we have no at least, idea. Everyone at least has a weird uncle. Um, that, that is true. I mean, you go far <laughs> enough down the family line. Mm-hmm. Ancestry dot com is really thorough. Yeah, there's. Yeah. G- I've we've got a weird uncle in my family. Right, but you probably got a cool grandma, so I'll give her a cool granny. Yeah, I did have a cool grandma. She was cool. Very nice. But uh, yeah, being forty five, it's you know you lose your grandparents pretty. Yeah, yeah. Pretty early, but. She was rad. And I have a really rad aunt. And uh, my mom's totally cool. So Very nice. It's just the weird uncle. That's it's, true. Yeah. It's, he's a little sketch. I gotta say, I have one too. Yeah? <laughs> yeah you I have do. a weird uncle too? I do. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody does. Tell us about your weird uncle on Twitter. On Twitter? <laughs> hashtag, oh, gosh. Hashtag weird uncle. Yeah, yeah. Deep cuts. Hashtag deep cuts. Hashtag <laughs> deep cuts. Hashtag weird uncle. At Daily Beans Pod. Uh, in a related story to this Deutsche Bank thing, the Securities and Exchange Commission released information in a settlement they just made with Deutsche Bank this week that they hired, Deutsche Bank hired the daughter of an official with the Russian government to secure a $2 billion bond deal. Uh, the SEC order shows a multitude of violations of the Corrupt Practices Act, alleging the bank gave jobs to lots of relatives of foreign government officials from Russia, China, etc., to win business deals. So, like, if they wanted to get a business deal with this organization in the Russia, in the Kremlin, they would hire somebody's kid to get that thing going. It's hella nepotism. Yeah, and just to get these deals. And last week, Deutsche Bank settled with the SEC for $16 million, though it didn't have to acknowledge wrongdoing as part of the settlement. Mm. So Deutsche's just coming apart at the seams. So don't you want a loan? Probably, <laughs> probably not anymore. Right. You down with SEC? We got a lot of songs we <laughs> down get from SEC. this. Yeah, yeah like you a know soundtrack you. to the Mueller investigation. <laughs> I wish I was down with the FEC. Yeah, good point. Good point. But um, the FEC, uh, let me see if I can find this story. I wasn't going to stick it in here, but it makes sense <laughs> to do it now. 
they've been totally hobbled. Um, basically, what happened was is you need a quorum in the FEC uh, to be able to have a vote. So you need at least four members of the of the Federal Election Commission to to have a vote. And apparently, uh, a, a Republican resigned, mm-hmm. and so now they only have three. So Jane Weintraub's like, we can't do any business now. She's the Democratic chair of the FEC. And so they're basically closing up shop until somebody else gets appointed. Two of those positions have been open, one for a year and a half and another for a really long time. Oh, my goodness. So they don't have a quorum on on the FEC. So what was already kind of like a a paper kitty, um, toothless, like wispy sort of a oversight uh, organization is now completely toothless and has nothing so if you're down with FEC, <laughs> hashtag down with FEC. We got lots of. <clears throat> you might you might want to be down with SEC instead. There we go. Securities and Exchange Commission. They seem to be doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I dig it. <clears throat> and we have a couple updates on Jeffrey Epstein for you guys. First, Washington Post is reporting that investigators looking into Epstein's death have found that footage from at least one camera in the hallway outside his cell is unusable, uh, though other clearer footage was captured in the area. This is according to three people briefed on the evidence gathered. This will likely cause more skepticism in whatever findings are released about the incident. Uh, I mean, we've had so many things that that are fishy, right? That, that you know, the fact that the autopsy was pending, the cause of death was pending for a while, and then it changed to suicide after he broke his hyoid bone, which is above the Adam's apple, which is more often than not broken hmm. when you're strangled and not when you ho- hang yourself. Yeah, it's like the average person like myself doesn't really process that quickly, so we need a song for that, too. You know that song about the bones, like the knee bones attached to oh, the Oh, old school. The, yeah, the, yeah, we should do it for Jeffrey Epstein. The hyo- just, like, hyoid bones connected to yeah. the... To the I don't Sex even trafficking know. bone. That makes more sense than what I would have came up with. So <laughs> kudos. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so that, and now we have, you know, the, <clears throat> the like the will that's filled out two days before. Then we have the young lady who came in after his attempted suicide or his alleged attempted suicide, I should say. Uh, and then now we've got one of the cameras has unusable footage. Then we have the guards falling asleep for three hours and then falsifying the records. Like, could you make it more prone to conspiracy <laughs> theory than it should have been to begin with? Yeah, super sketch. I feel like this is like a good setup for a Chris Rock joke, like about how he left the victims instead of a will. He left them a won't. You know, <laughs> just seems like his type of joke right there. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of his victims, um, this is really uh, pretty great. In bigger news, Epstein's accusers had a, a day in court today to speak in open court, having been denied a trial by his apparent suicide two weeks ago. More than a dozen of his accusers showed up at a hearing to discuss the dismissal of the indictment. The hearing was to discuss the, to dismiss the indictment because he's dead. Um, but these uh, more than a dozen accusers showed up to talk about the criminal justice system that failed them uh, and to share their stories about what happened. Many were angry that Epstein's suicide robbed them of their right to face him in court, saying um, for that he is a coward and justice has never been served in this case. Uh, from The New York Times, they say, quote, for more than an hour in court, the women spoke of their frustration, anger and trauma. Some spoke anonymously, some in person, some through lawyers, some through letters and many of them through tears, unquote. One survivor spoke about how his suicide victimized her a second time when he did that. Uh, and many urged prosecutors to continue investigating Epstein's co-conspirators, asking them to finish what they started. And the prosecutors assured the court 
um, that the investigation would continue into others who aided Epstein in his sex trafficking scheme. We're thinking Ghislaine. Um, I know it's Ghislaine, but Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, yeah. One of the prosecutors um, said in this uh, Epstein's case or the dismissal of Epstein's case in no way prohibits or inhibits the government's ongoing investigation into other potential co-conspirators, nor does it prevent the bringing of a new case in the future. The inquiries have been ongoing, remain ongoing and will continue. Mm. And you know who said that? Her name is Maureen Comey. A little Comey. Yeah, a little Comey. Little homie. Little homie. That's uh, that is Jim Comey's daughter. Yes. Um, homie junior who on her own is a standalone par- uh, amazing prosecutor i don't mean to just associate her no as it's like daughter, jaden but- smith he dropped the smith so people would stop associating him we know jaden but it's you're right she's very independent very amazing good yes. at her job and yes. she would be doing wonderfully no matter what it's just I, it's i think it's of note that she is jim comey oh yeah very tall yeah daughter. she's brilliant and also she comes from you know good genes yeah, if you yeah, you know, if you're into that fan. Comey stuff, we still don't know. That's right. I mean, I guess people are on the fence. Know. I think overall, Comey seems like a re- decent person. I think she comes from a decent household. You know, I guess genes is a weird way to put it because it's nature versus nurture is a whole thing. But and that's true, and and a lot of people obviously blame Comey <clears throat> for uh, Hillary losing the election yeah, for like, reopening the investigation. Yeah, we yeah. still haven't seen the IG report on the FBI New York field office that would say whether or not Comey was backed into a corner on having to reopen the case because <laughs> into of the, the curtains <laughs> into the blue curtains the yeah. corner of blue curtains uh, because you know he might have been quote like extorted almost by uh, pro Trump anti Clinton people at the FBI New York field office including with the assistance of a guy named Calstrom uh, former FBI official Giuliani you know who he is uh, Eric Prince and uh, that DeGeneva guy mm-hmm. uh, that Fox News contributor lawyer douchebag and so you know there there it could have been a situation uh, and the IG investigated um, IG Horowitz Department of Justice uh, Inspector General investigated uh, right at around the same time they investigated all the struck stuff and all of those and the Comey stuff you know whether or not they were biased etc all those reports came out last year. This one has not yet come out yet and not yet come out yet has not yet you know, been released. It's way late. And I'm wondering if it's because they're still investigating uh, that situation or, or situations that are <clears throat> you know, adjacent to that, uh, particularly McCabe, um, mm-hmm. who, who had who had a hand in that whole air time period when the Anthony Weiner laptop was with the New York FBI field office. Yeah. Could someone be holding it over his head? I, I don't know. Mm. I really don't know. But it, but it it should have been released before Barr even took office. So I don't feel like Barr's keeping it gagged. Okay, but there were there's, there's big dig toilet one guy Matthew fucking Whitaker. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? And uh, but that report was due out a long time ago. So it is still up in the air whether uh, Comey is our homie. But his daughter Maureen is doing uh, great work with the Epstein case, and I I, I hope that she does bring another case. Uh, against one or potentially multiple co-conspirators in the sex trafficking scheme. Totally. Yeah, yeah. This is her moment. I'm so sorry, Maureen, to make it about your dad. That was my bad. <laughs> no, it's but, it, it, you know, like I said, it is of note and should be talked about. For sure, I for just sure. don't want people to be like, you, she, you know, people used to get mad. Um, uh, like my sister used to get mad when people would refer to her as AG's sister. She's like, mm-hmm. I'm my own person, you know? Yeah. And I totally get that. Her dad's know? shadow's got to be a long shadow. So. Like, I don't want to be my husband's wife. I want to be AG. Totally. But her dad does have a long shadow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Comey's long shadow. Lift the shadow. <laughs> Lift the, the cloud. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I wonder it's what happens to him on Groundhog Day. It's always there, yeah. All right, guys, we'll be right back after this quick word with hashtag and a message from Andy McCabe just for you. Stay with us. After these- 
messages will be right back. Hey everybody, it's AG. We all know how important sleeping is and how important a good night's sleep is. And sleep is like one of my favorite things. Sleep, cheesecake, and what, watching forensic files, but it's been elusive lately, sleep has, with all the news, all the anxiety, all the work that we've all been going through, a lot of stress, but well-being is important, and nothing to me is more important than a good night's sleep. I think that's where the foundation of, of well-being comes from, is a good night's sleep. Everything else sort of falls into place after that, and I was having a lot of trouble sleeping. Um, first of all, like the stress I was mentioning, I sleep really hot. Um, I, you know, I'm also a perimenopausal, so I get hot flashes, and that doesn't help, and so I get night sweats. I'm... And, Sleeping on a terrible mattress is like the worst thing ever when you have these issues. Like you're a side sleeper, you're a hot sleeper. And then uh, my Helix mattress arrived and everything changed. I feel like there should be like music with birds chirping and uh, rainbow. But I got the Helix mattress. Uh, first of all, they have a sleep quiz that t- takes like less than two minutes online to complete. And it matches your needs and your lifestyle and your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. So when it arrived, I was so excited and I, I haven't slept that well in, gosh, since forever. I can't even remember the last time I slept that well. Time is weird right now with all this news, but it's been a really long time. So whether you're a side sleeper, a hot sleeper, or if you sleep on your back, or you like soft or firm mattresses, I prefer firm. Uh, with Helix, there's no more confusion and no compromising. Uh, first of all, these mattresses were awarded the number one best overall mattress of 2019 by Wired Magazine and GQ Magazine. And just... You know, all you have to do, like right now, just head to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will deliver the best sleep of your life. I love mine. It's absolutely amazing. It's like sleeping on a cloud. And I'm I'm kept cool, which is so uh, awesome for me. I never thought I, a mattress would deliver that. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. So Helix right now is offering up to $125 off all mattress orders for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash dailybeans for up to $125 off. You'll be glad you did. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, now some good news for women. Uh, I wanted to get this in here because I'm, this made me very happy. I, it, well, it's it's sad that this makes me that we are to a point where this kind of thing makes me happy. But I, you'll you'll see what I mean here. Uh, anyone with lady parts, you're going to be happy about this. Not just women. Anyone with lady parts, regardless of how you identify. A federal judge Tuesday blocked Missouri's law outlawing abortion after eight weeks of pregnancy. Uh, that didn't make exceptions for rape or incest. They must have talked to Steve King. (laughs) Um, The judge, Howard Sachs, blocked the law from taking effect until its legality is resolved in the courts. So it's, you know, we aren't out of the woods yet, but at least this rule that was supposed to go into effect today is now blocked. Um, The judge wrote that this kind of restriction would severely impact hundreds of women. And the reason it's only hundreds is because there's currently only one clinic in Missouri that provides abortion care in the entire state. And that clinic is facing legal battles of its own over licensing when uh, the Missouri Health Department refused to renew their uh, license. But a judge allowed the sole clinic to continue to operate until the issue is resolved in court in October. Wow. So there it's just a fight to keep one abortion clinic in the state of Missouri alive and, uh, and to be able to do that. Now, of course, Planned Parenthood has, has had to withdraw their Title X funding or withdraw from receiving Title X funding because 
um, Donald Trump has put a rule out there, as, as you know, we've reported on this last week, that says you, you can't get your Title X funding unless you stop making referrals <clears throat> for abortions. And the providers in, in the state uh, were like, we can't, you can't tell us, we took an oath to provide health care, and if that health care includes a referral for abortion, let's say if the mother's life is in danger or it's a rape or incest case, you can't tell me as the government that I can't make that referral uh, I, you know, I mean, I, what they can do is withhold funds if you do, but that's pretty much, that's 41% of the clinics in the country. Yeah, money is power and privilege, and they know that. So it seems like their strategy is to drain the resources of the opposition to fight this battle just to get, like, breadcrumbs. And as Bernie would say, meanwhile, you know, the, the 1% is just taking the... The bulk of They're it. They're picking your pocket. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're worrying about this, um, trying to get health care, and um, specifically abortion care. And and this is the same uh, um, situation. Do you remember? I can't remember how long ago it was, but they added a second invasive vaginal probe um, examination that was required 72 hours prior to um, any abortion uh, procedure and and they they said you you can't stay open unless you do that and so for a while they did it because they didn't have a choice they were the last one in Missouri mm-hmm. and then finally the the providers were like this is state sponsored sexual assault hmm. you're forcing us to do an unnecessary probative invasive exam uh, that is completely not medically necessary and we won't do it anymore and so then their license was threatened again and then. Mm-hmm. You know, and before that, it was like you need eight foot hallways so gurneys can go down them sideways for some. I don't. It was just <laughs> everything that they could think of to make end runs around Roe v. Wade to shut down this abortion clinic. It's still up there. It's still operating. And now today, this judge blocked the eight week ban. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, the the concept of being pro-life in this day and age is very interesting to me because, I mean, for many reasons, but mostly the idea that they like to decide when life begins, right? They say it's when you have that magic moment of conception because of, let's say, religion, for example. Um, But again, once the child is born, like we discussed on the show, you know, they don't have any bills saying that we'll take away your funding if you don't make sure this many kids are fed or this many kids are taken care of for this reason of, you know, low income or low education. They don't care about those issues. They only care about things like religion. And I wonder why. I mean, some of them might actually believe that this is what God wants. But I would like I really believe they're not that, I guess, naive. I think many of them are like, this is just a way to manipulate the undereducated, the under, you know, represented, like those without resources who don't realize that this tactic has been done time and time again. I'm not saying religion is in itself a bad thing. I'm just saying when people use that, which is supposed to be such a pure faith, you know, source of hope for people to continue going, they take that and hold it hostage and, and they, you know, flip it around to mean all these bad things that I don't really think it was personally intended to be. But but that's just a whole different podcast episode, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's two reasons. Uh, first of all, it's a wedge issue. It divides the people so that they can continue to control the country. And second of all, it's about controlling women's bodies. Um, frankly, it's uh, the GOP is outdated, misogynist, and they want to be in charge of our uteruses and yeah. reproductive rights. And, and, and in the name of religion, when not every religion is like that. So it's like, why did you choose the religion that's anti-women? like, Or the particular branch of religion or your own 
particular brand of religion that happens to hate women. <laughs> you know, it, again, I think it's, it's to, to divide the electorate and it's to crazy. and to control women. Yeah, um, yeah, it's taking those moments where I think humanity was at its weakest and and trying to repeat them. Yeah, and women have been a quote unquote problem since forever. Like when in um, the Salem times during the witch trials, yeah, it was women who had uh, all the ability to cure and heal people. Right, and men were like. Put cocaine in your blood. You got ghosts, you know. <laughs> right, right. I did hear some of the witches might have been on shrooms, but that seems more pure than cocaine, I would say. And yeah, also, and microdosing is good for your mental health. I agree. And I would also say we used to be queens more than like just, the, you know, sip the tea queen. Like, you know, no offense. I love her. But just we used Bad to Badass matriarchy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that is something that a lot of people fear. Not hashtag not all men. No. Or people. People. Just, just people. Some folks. Some, they them. Some folks. A lot of they them. Fuck with. It, just they do. Whoever they, do. they I'd, are. I'd love to talk to them. And it's, it's honestly the people in power. They don't want to lose the power. That's true. And I just like to think that maybe I can convince them that it's okay to, to lose a little power for the sake of humanity. But I don't know if that's how their brain is wired at that point. So yeah, we'll see how that so. works out for civilization once again. <laughs> but Stay tuned. <laughs> like they said, Republicans take care or Republicans care about you before you were born and Democrats care about you after. Yeah. That's what's <laughs> up with that? And before. Uh, to be fair, Planned Parenthood has all sorts right. of wonderful but programs hey, the that we've KKK, fund. Remember the Democrats, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. So many oh, arguments oh, right. That yeah. Have, that so whole I, dumb God, thing. Damn it. Next time. We'll get into it next time. <laughs> next time. <laughs> whole other podcast. Yes, yes. All right, guys, let's get social. Hashtag. Okay, today we bring you hashtag Brett Bug. Not bed bug, Brett Bug. <laughs> Born of a story uh, of a New York Times conservative climate change denier reporter, Brett Stevens, being a little melodramatic on Twitter, to put it mildly. It all started when a, a, a George Washington University uh, associate professor of media and public affairs, David Karp, tweeted about a news story that bed bugs had infested the New York Times newsroom, saying, quote, the bed bugs are a metaphor. The bed bugs are Brett Stevens. The tweet, which got like nine likes and zero retweets, according to uh, Karp, prompted Brett Stevens to send Karp an email saying, quote, I'm often amazed about things supposedly decent people are prepared to say about other people, people they've never met on Twitter. I think you've set a new standard. Uh, I would welcome the opportunity for you to come to my home, meet my wife and kids, talk to us for a few minutes, and then call me a bed bug to my face. <laughs> that would take some genuine courage and intellectual integrity on your part, unquote. Like, come to my house, talk to my wife, and then they can watch me beat you up that's yeah, just weird yeah you come here call me a bed bug it's like a weird fetish yeah <laughs> yeah so this this guy uh carp he, he tweeted out again because his, his tweet got a lot of attention after that he tweeted out again he's like he sent me an email and everyone's like show us the email so he showed him the email it mm -hmm. went viral resulting in a massive backlash on twitter to brett stevens many from not you know many from non-cis white males let's be fair who talked mm -hmm. about being called a cunt or told they should be raped or kill themselves or called racially charged or any other you know terrible epithets that i can think of for lgbtq plus or people of color multiple times a day um, highlighting the amount of privilege it must require to pick a fight over being called a bed bug. <laughs> Brett Stevens went on MSNBC the next morning uh, to cry some more, saying uh, referring to him as a bed bug is akin to what authori authoritarian dictators do to dehumanize people. Uh, and I think maybe he's he's sort of kind of trying to make the argument of like when Trump said that... Um, Baltimore's rat and rodent infested with vermin and that yeah. no human being would live there. So he's trying to flip the tables and say, he called me a bed bug. That's Nazi. I'm just curious. Is this guy white? 
Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Oh I'm, yeah, he's I'm a conservative climate denying okay. Okay. reporter at the New York Kudo, Times. Kudos for trying to spin that cuz they it's like the same thing saying like reverse racism is a thing. It's like I'm sorry, it's more complicated than you thought. Yeah. Yeah. So he said uh he copied Carp's boss provost on the email. Um not to get him in trouble. That wasn't his intent, but because managers need to know how their people interact with the world. And shortly after he cried and then deactivated his Twitter account calling Twitter a sewer and then stomped to his room to pout. The provost from GW um, University that Stevens copied on his email responded saying, as you know, he, he sent this out to him and he put it on Twitter. As you know, as an academic professor or as an academic, Professor Karp speaks for himself and does not take direction from me. His opinions are his own. Our commitment to academic freedom and free speech are integral to GW's mission. I see on Twitter you invited him to your home. <laughs> I would like to take this opportunity to invite you to our campus to speak about civil discourse in the digital age. Well, damn, Twitter is just the new LinkedIn, isn't it? <laughs> it's got totally. every connection. Yeah, that was kind of sassy of them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I sense it. But he got... A big backlash on oh, this. Oh, I bet. People well, which were guy? Mad. Which party? The Brett Stevens, the conservative oh, New York Times as he should climate have. denier. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, like um, Charlotte Clymer came forward and she's like, let me give you a list of shit people have called me on Twitter in the last 24 hours. Exactly. I mean, like, I, you know, we all have our fair share of things we vent about, but it really shows people's colors when they vent about particular things. You're like, oh, that's what you chose. Yeah. Okay. And for a tweet that had nine likes and zero retweets to email the professor and say, I'd come to my house and say that to my face. Yeah. It's just not a good look. Yeah, it's, if you um, were the victim, it doesn't make you look like it anymore. Sad dick energy, for sad sure. Sad dick energy, for sure. So, last minute headlines. After the landmark award of almost $600 million um, from Johnson & Johnson to the state of Oklahoma for Johnson & Johnson's role in the opioid crisis, Purdue Pharmaceuticals is prepared to settle the other 2,000 <laughs> pending lawsuits, which are being combined into one case. Oh, that's interesting. For somewhere between 10 and $12 billion. That's a little bit more of a hit because the $600 million for Johnson & Johnson, as soon as, that, as soon as that decision came out, their yeah. stock went up. That's, uh, yeah, a lot of shareholders were like, baby oil. Whew, that's over, and $600 million is nothing to us, so high five. That's kind of what they were thinking. Yeah, yeah. So while it seems like a giant, uh, you know, amount to us is nothing to Johnson & Johnson. Mm -hmm. Also, another log cabin Republican, this time the executive director has resigned uh, after the group endorsed Donald Trump. We reported last week that one of the board members resigned. She said, I can't look my kids in the face and endorse Donald Trump at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, log cabin Republicans are the LGBTQ plus arm of the or group that supports, you know, the Republican Party. Represent. And uh, so, but now the, at, at first it was the director and executive director who endorsed Trump, but now the executive director has resigned as well. So mm. they're all jumping ship. Am I a log cabin Democrat or does it not work that way? I don't. I'm going to say gay liberal. I think, I think because log cabin is attached to Lincoln and Lincoln was a Republican. I like log cabins. They're romantic. Yeah. I think but you're right. You're right about specifically, the origin there. Yeah. be a Lincoln log Democrat. Okay. That's a fun toy. I'll take it. I like Lincoln Logs. Very nice. Uh, but yeah, Lincoln's attached to the... I like Lincoln. Maybe the FDR. Yeah. He freed my people. He would have he freed me. <laughs> too bad it took too long. Um, <laughs> that is also true. 
Um, speaking of representation, uh, taxation without representation, the Cherokee Nation says it will appoint a delegate to the U.S. House of Representatives, claiming their right to do so under an 1835 federal treaty, and they've never been given their representative to Congress, and now they want it. It's not clear if the treaty will be honored, but apparently it's in the treaty, and they say, give us our representative, and they're going to pick somebody and send them. I just imagine them showing up like, where's my chair? <laughs> and then being like, I'm sorry, we don't have a chair for you. Yeah, that's tough. Musical chairs. Yeah. Just political addition. Or you get the shitty broken chair away over in the corner. Oh no! That's, that's what that's what we did. That's what we did to them when we took over their land in the first place. That's so true. Relegated yeah. them to uh, mm-hmm. to what was not their land. Yeah. Um, wow. So that's what the Cherokee Nation is doing. I am a hundred percent for this. I'm all for more representation um, in in Congress. So. Yeah, it's crazy how, especially considering the Amazonian fires right now, like we are still like fucking over Native Americans. And I say we loosely, but you know, it's just the idea is that this is 500 years at least. Yeah, that something we've like been that. Fucking them over? Yeah. The yeah. 400th anniversary of Right, that's the my American self trade. Yeah. chiming in. <laughs> I guess I can say that. But I wasn't uh, always. I think I think every what who wh- wherever we signed a treaty with a with a you know, with a indigenous peoples offering them or, a pro- or guaranteeing them representation in Congress, that we should they should cash in on that mm-hmm. and then we should also have one for dc and yeah uh, we should have or at least uh, not one but uh, a representative of their population mm-hmm. and we should have uh, puerto rico guam we should have every you know virgin islands everything yeah. should be represented everything should not. be yeah we should give land back i mean that sounds like some 40 acres and a mule but i'm like hey if native americans got land Maybe they should consider that. This is a whole reparations argument that I think will bring up a lot of different things. But I'm just every time I think back to how everything began, I'm like, wow, America's falling apart because of capitalism, but we haven't addressed the reason it got so rich. It's just crazy. I think everything's just going to burn. Nothing's going to be solved. <laughs> Maybe we'll rise from the ashes, but I mean, this is definitely going down. Uh, it depends on how the planet's doing, I guess. <clears throat> oh, well, that's, yeah, not good. And that last headline here was about the FEC no longer having a quorum and they can't conduct business. We brought that up earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. So, guys, that is the show for today. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, just piling on the, the sad news. Leslie Jones is leaving SNL. Why? But I don't know. Things? Yeah, Bigger, I guess that's what they're saying. Bigger and better things. Netflix, apparently movies, which I I believe. That's good. She was SNL just Kate McKinnon's coming back though. Keenan's coming back. I'm like they're all doing other stuff too. I just I would hate to think that it's anything worse. But she, I'm sure, will be fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and generally when you're leaving SNL, it's because you're moving up. To moving do other on things. up. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't seen times. anything that she's been fired or anything. No, like no. That. I don't mm-hmm. think they would say anything like that. I feel like it would be it would be pretty chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so, too. She's amazing anyway. She'll land on her feet no matter where she goes. She put I, up with so much shit. Not like necessarily from her job, just like in general. All the trolls. I think that's just crazy that she's leaving. That's why I feel like I hope she didn't feel like she was bullied out by the masses or something. I don't think so. I think her, at least I don't know. I don't know her experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've, I've done some shows with her. I think she's amazing. I think she's one of the funniest people that I've ever met. But it seemed like all that sort of happened in the beginning. And, and then she... And then she came up and up and up and she's just been doing amazing and, and getting b- like better and better so I'm Absolutely. I'm hoping it's a it's an upward trajectory and not some sort of they're fucking with her yeah uh, I, I, I have a hard time imagining anybody fucking with last dog but that, sure. maybe that's just hey, me. write that memoir even if it's a good one I'd read it yeah I definitely would too yeah, do you yeah. what didn't Pete Davidson do something uh, weird this weekend he was doing a college campus and the kids were on their phones and he called him that's why I'm like if anyone's getting fired <laughs> yeah <laughs> Pete, Pete would see it coming a mile away yeah, well know? I think he expected to and then he was surprised when he was on and they're like, Leslie, the next week. you are the weekend. No, I'm sure she left 
I would assume mostly on her own terms. So yeah, I would think it, so. She I was doing amazing, well. and every, yeah. every everybody who leaves that show is has done incredible things. So. Right, at least in the end. And and some person on Twitter, I got like very few likes. They were like, people that leave SNL usually don't do well, unless he's not going to do. I'm like, who the hell are you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, like that Bill Murray or that Adam Sandler exactly. or that Chris Rock. Yeah, or, I don't know who that, they were thinking uh, of, but that's Tracy some Jordan just tanked after. Haterade. I mean, if I ever seen, yeah, yeah, haters. But yeah, she'll be fine. Kate McKinnon, she's doing terrible. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, they're all oh, just—it's bad. It's bad. Kristen so Wiig, bad. Um, yeah, mm, yeah. It's always when you leave Saturday Night Live. That's it. It's the end of your yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. I heard that Eddie Murphy guy is coming back to host because his career was, I guess, tanking. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No one. I haven't even heard of him in forever. Yeah. Um, yeah I bet he's poor. I yeah. bet he's so poor. Dude, so poor. Mm-hmm. You're probably so right. Yeah. That's good that he's gonna get. Hopefully, they'll give him a little bit of a stipend to be. Yeah. Back on you Saturday know, Live. fifteen minutes help, of fame again. Help him get back up on his feet yeah. a little bit. You know, because yeah. it's gotta be. <laughs> it's gonna be rough to be Eddie Murphy. <laughs> you know what else about him though? He came out with music and crushed it too. Like he honestly is such a legend. And my the... girl likes to party. All right? The time. Yeah. People say what they want about it, but most people love that shit. Even I love it. And it was before my time. My favorite was in your butt. Didn't hear that one. Put a light in your butt. I said oh. make it bright in your butt. Actually, Put I think everything I have everything in your butt. Say yeah. make it sing in your butt. It's like oh a my faint God. lullaby in my childhood. I'm like, what do I know that song from? Oh, so good. Dr. Beautiful. Demento. Beautiful. Yes. Cool All guy. Right. Rich guy. Cool. <laughs> Less dog. You're going to kill it. Uh, yes, much yes. love to you. She's High amazing. five. I do have one final thought for you. It's a message from Andy McCabe. You'll recall yesterday we discussed a story in the New York Times, the two line prosecutors that were working on his... Uh, Oh, his criminal investigation, the criminal investigation into him, have quit the case uh, without saying why. One of them's actually left the Department of Justice entirely. And then there were meetings last week, two meetings between McCabe's lawyers and the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. and the, and the U.S. Attorney there, Jesse Liu, and the DAG, um, shit DAG, I call him, mm-hmm. uh, Deputy Attorney General Rosen, Jeffrey Rosen. And those meetings indicate that the DOJ might be trying to indict McCabe for lack of candor, which isn't a crime. But I, I, so I sent him a message of support from us and uh, told him, you know, hey, if he's if Barr, Barr is trying to get you to drop your lawsuit for wrongful termination uh, from the FBI in exchange for not being indicted, don't take the deal. I'm like, stay strong, man. <laughs> You've got it. I've looked at your case because I'm, I'm a lawyer. No. I'm like, I looked at your case, McCabe, and I think you got a pretty good case. You in, are in, an AG. <laughs> in both cases. And, uh, and he says... Um, Here's what he says. He, he said, I can tell you this. Um, you and your friends and your fans are awesome. Uh, understand one thing. There will be no deal. If I'm charged, I will fight. I've done nothing wrong. I will fight forever. I, can tell you, I can't tell you how much it means to Jill and I to have your support. Your analysis is spot on. Keep us in your thoughts. We need it. Things are going to get worse before they get better for all of us, but we will prevail. So Damn. I think what he's trying to say is hang in there. Um, it, just keep just keep swimming 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 <laughs> and please take care of yourselves and take care of each other and take care of the planet i've been ag i've been julissa johnson and them's the beans the daily beans is produced by ag featuring julissa johnson and jordan coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie mazell and starburns industries our marketing manager is sarah lee steiner and our merchandising manager is sarah hirschberger valencia Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jaleesa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is dailybeanspod.com.